Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in to Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakelands.edu slash get started. Sparky's Midday Madness or Toby's Tea Time, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Last one, Sparky's back on Monday. Yep, and then you can rebrand the morning show, whatever you choose. <laughs> The Bart Winkler Morning Show. The Tim with and no to- Bart Winkler, so it's just the morning show. The Tim and Toby Scrub a Dove Extravaganza Marathon with a Wendy's <laughs> Toby yeah, Potato Wedge yeah, special. Yeah. Well, and that's what I used to do with Rami. I'd fill in and be like, it's the Rami show with no Rami, so it's just the show. <laughs> so here you go. Toby's tea time, whatever you want to call this. Who knows? Whatever. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, the fan. That's the official title. Sparky back. On Monday, so it'll be good to hear from him again. Glad to have him back starting on Monday. Until then, we're talking with you guys about the Packers, about the Brewers, and that's where we're going to go with this. We talked a little bit about this on the Wendy's Big Show. Didn't necessarily get into it a whole lot. Uh, Adam's going to retweet this poll here from the fan account. What are you watching tonight? What's the plan? You watching the Brewers against the Cardinals? Huge series. Are you watching the Packers? You double screen in it. What's the plan? You're recording the Brewers and then rewatching them later, or you watching the Brewers live, rewatching the Packers later. What's the plan? I think for me tonight, what I'm going to do is watch both games at once, take notes on the Packers game, and obviously you got a big weekend of Brewers baseball, but baseball is one of those sports that's nice that you can kind of be watching other things and check in on every now and then. Football, you kind of got to be watching it and know what's going on. Whereas baseball, you can kind of passively watch that. So I think that's what's going to happen tonight for me. Turn it one on each screen, passively watch the Brewers, actively watch the Packers, take some notes on that so we can talk about that on Monday. I'll be in on Bart's show on Monday. So we'll talk about that, get everything going with that. It's so good to have Packers season back, but this is also the stretch run for the Brewers. So it's an exciting time for Wisconsin sports here. So what I've got in my uh, situation We've got the big TV in the living room. I, unfortunately, am not one of those that has TV next to TV next to TV next to computer monitor next to phone. But what I do have is the TV in the living room. In the office area, I have the dual monitor PC, which has been great for doing these kinds of situations. And we're also doing a project up in our attic, converting that into sort of like an extra bedroom. There will be a TV up there as well. So if I wanted to get my exercise in, I could put the Packer game on the TV upstairs, could put the Brewer game on one of the two monitors in the office, I could put SmackDown on another one of the monitors, and then if I wanted to watch like Stranger Things Season 2 and get started with that, I can put that on the nice TV in the living room, and I can just do a cycle of it <laughs> all night long. Well, there you go. That's how you can get your exercise in. Well, and you, I don't know if you've heard of this beautiful thing, Adam. What's that? DVR. What is this, 2007? (laughs) 
you can always just record it. That's the beautiful thing. Just record it. You know, actually, I don't think I can on my uh, main TV. It's one of those Roku TVs. Ooh, I, so you might not be able yeah, to. Yeah, I don't think so. So you're going to come in clueless on Monday. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rig up my fiance's camera and I'm going to record, I'm going to screen record oh, on man. one screen the game. <laughs> then I'm going to watch the game notes please, through my computer. Please don't do that. I will look please. at all of your tweet interactions, please which you said that. you're going to at yeah. Leroy in. So yeah. I'll follow along with that. So I'll know play by play what's happening. I'm going to be ready on Monday. I have to be. The whole cast is back together, and they're going to want to hit the ground running right away. i got to be prepared to deal with all three of them again. Yeah, and you're going to have to bring your A game. I'm sure they're all going to be busy, too. Gary's obviously got a busy weekend with having his number retired at his old high school. Leroy's always busy because he's a Hall of Famer. Sparky's busy because he's got a new kid, so you're probably going to have to carry the whole thing. Yep, and I I, I got nothing. I'm going to Ren Fair this weekend. <laughs> That's my busy life. <laughs> what do you plan on watching tonight? You watching the Brewers? You watching the Packers? What's the plan for tonight? 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 a.m. The fan. I'm going to go with both of them, and like I said, probably actively watch the Packers and take notes on that, passively watch the Brewers a little bit, but... Either way, I'm intrigued by both of these games. You want to call in and talk about it, uh, feel free to do so as well. 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. I'm intrigued to watch the Packers finally. We can break down some film. We don't have to just be reading reports at training camp and all the different things that go on with football season. Now it's actually time for football to be here. We can actually watch some games, and we can – break it all down for you. I'm excited for that on Monday where we can actually come in here and talk about Jordan Love and not just speculate on little reports we're reading here and there. We can actually talk about a game that he played. We can talk about Romeo Dubs. We really haven't gotten to see a whole lot of him. We've heard that he's had an incredible training camp. We talked about all that stuff, but now we actually get to see him on the field, see firsthand what's been creating all this hype around him. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see this defense. What's it going to look like? I know a lot of the first unit's probably not going to end up playing, but what's Quay Walker going to look like? Is he going to be that difference maker that I think he can be for this defense? We'll get at least a sneak peek of that in the first game of the preseason here. And just overall, football's back. Football is back. I'm so excited that we can actually watch some of this, break it all down. That's great. But then going on at the same time, you got a division race between the Cardinals and the Brewers, and both of these teams are vying for that playoff spot to come out of the NL Central as the winner there, and we talked with Katie Wu earlier from The Athletic, covers the Cardinals for them, you're probably not getting a wild card spot if you don't win this division. You're just not. Because of how good some of these other teams are, you're probably not getting that wild card spot, so it's important that you go out here and you win the division. So you've got two huge games tonight. One's obviously a preseason game, and in terms of actual impact on the season. It probably doesn't matter all that much, but you get a huge game from Jordan Love. get to see what kind of development he's had over his couple of seasons now in Green Bay. And then obviously the game down in St. Louis is going to be ginormous for what comes down the stretch for the season. This can really impact what happens for the Brewers going down the stretch run of the season, what happens in this stretch here. Obviously, you've got the Cardinals, then you've got the Dodgers come into town for four, and I'm, I'm excited for that. I think I'm going to go to the game on Tuesday night, so I'm excited about watching that. But this is a make-or-break moment for the Brewers, and it starts with this Cardinals series right now where it's your opponent that you're going up against, and it's the only way you can guarantee that you can gain any sort of ground on this team because you're playing this team. you got seven more games against them. You got three to start here. So it's important stretch for the Brewers. And I think that's why I'm going to have both of these things on. Again, baseball just lends itself to be able to be watched a little more passively. And you've got all three games this weekend. So hopefully the Brewers can at least get two out of three so they can lose this game tonight and still be all right. But I'm a little worried that about that Sunday game. Michaelis on the mound against the crew when you have Aaron Ashby on the mound. Burns tomorrow against Wainwright should be a solid matchup. It'll be a fun one to watch, and I'm pretty confident in Corbin Burns at this point and what he's going to give you. 
tonight. You got Eric Lauer versus Jordan Montgomery. And Montgomery, in his last time out, looked phenomenal against the New York Yankees. Looked phenomenal. If he comes out and has that same sort of outing against the Milwaukee Brewers, then it's going to be a tough night for the crew. So hopefully they can come out and keep this offense rolling, which they've had since the All-Star break, continuing to put up runs. Even though they struggle with lefties, now you've had an extended stretch where they've looked good. And I know that over the whole first half, they didn't necessarily look like the most imposing offense, and they were something that was a little bit frustrating. But I think overall... This second half for the Brewers is giving a lot of people confidence that the offense can do something. This offense has looked good now for a couple of weeks. Can they continue doing that when it's, the pressure ramps up? You got the Cardinals, and you know we've gone through this 13-game stretch, but this is a huge portion of the schedule for the Brewers, and this is an emotional baseball team. Can they ride the high of some of these pressure situations, some of these emotional games coming up, and get on a little bit of a winning streak? You know, if you can come through this 13-game stretch that you are about to embark on tonight with an 8-5, and 9-4 and four record, something like that, I don't know how much room you'll make up on the Cardinals, but if you are just still right there after that stretch when the schedule eases up just a little bit for you, and then you can continue to try and take advantage of some of the lesser teams like the Cardinals, or not the Cardinals, the, the Reds and the Pirates, if you can take on some of those opponents and take advantage, unlike what you did coming out of uh, that hater trade, then you could see yourselves going into October, hopefully winning the division. But it's important now that you get things rolling in the right direction now during this tough stretch, because if you really falter during this tough stretch and you have the Cardinals with a little bit of a lighter schedule and they play well, you could find yourself four, five, six, maybe even seven games back in a two-weeks time frame and that's tough to come back from with about a month, a month and a, a couple weeks left to go. That's going to be tough to overcome, and you'd find yourself on the outside looking in by four, five, six, seven games on that wild card spot as well. So the Brewers really got to ramp it up, and it starts all tonight with the Cardinals series, and that's why I think tonight's going to be a fun one to watch. You're going to feel that intensity out in St. Louis. You know how passionate that that Cardinals fan base is. So I'm excited to see what happens tonight with them, as well as keeping an eye on that Packers game and seeing what's going on with Jordan Love and how that team looks. Once those really deep death chart guys comes in, uh, I'll probably focus more so on the Brewers. But while Jordan Love's on the field, while there's some intrigue with some of these guys, I'll definitely be focusing on that Packers game. But I'm going to be 2 TVing this. How are you guys planning on watching tonight? You watching the Brewers? You're watching the Packers, you're watching both, you're recording one. What's your plan for tonight? 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM, The Fan. Let's get out to Mike in Greenfield. Mike, you're on The Fan. What's going on? Uh, hi. Uh, how are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're good. What's going on, Mike? Okay, I'm going to have the Brewers on the radio, and I'm going to um, watch the Packers. I'm curious to see how love has uh, progressed Everybody's saying how improved he is. Um, I'd like to see that they didn't waste the first-round pick and Rodgers getting all bent out of shape about them drafting him instead of uh, you know, offensive help. Um, I was, I was kind of down on the, uh, the Brewer trade. I just felt like they didn't get enough for Hayter, and I, I wish they would have you know, lost a few bucks but traded them in the off season. Mm-hmm. I thought we had the pieces to go to the World Series and win it. And uh, but Tim thinks that the team is better off after the trade. We'll have to see. Um, so that's what I'm doing. Mike, appreciate it, man. Have a good day. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. I don't know if I can agree with Tim on that. I don't think they're better now. Bullpen, I guess you can try and make the argument as deeper because they've got more arms. I'm still not 100% sold on that idea either. And I also wasn't one that was beating the drum for them to have to add an arm. If all they did at the deadline was sit there and then do that Matt Bush trade, I think that's one thing. But for them to do what they did, I don't know. But to look at it and say that they're better, I don't know that I can say that And then looking at the pitching staff heading into the playoffs, again, 26-man roster. I believe that's – 
I know they upped it to 26. I believe that's what they're going to do for the playoffs as well. Max 13 pitchers. So you got to think about what you're going to do. You got the six starters in Burns, Woody, Peralta, Hauser, Lauer, Ashby. And I would think at least two of those guys are getting used out of the pen. So I would assume at this point, Ashby and Hauser. So that's six guys there. Then you look at the bullpen and you've got Devin Williams, Taylor Rogers, Matt Bush, Brad Boxberger, Hobie Milner, Trevor Gott. That's 12 right there. Who's the other guy? Uh, Jake Cousins, if he can get back. Uh, Gustave. Someone of that nature. So you've got 12 guys right there. You're pretty solid already. So I'm fine with where the Brewers are at with their pitchers, but this is going to be an intriguing series to watch and how Craig Council manages it all. And I'm excited to watch that. And to his point too, Mike's point about Jordan Love, I am interested to see what he looks like. What kind of development do we see out of him? Does he look more comfortable? I don't know if I care as much about the statistics from what he does tonight. Obviously don't want to see him throwing three picks, but if he goes out there and doesn't have a yardage total that's all that impressive, doesn't throw for, even if he doesn't throw for a touchdown, it's more so for me about this eye test of him looking comfortable out there and in command of the offense. Because this offense that they're going to put out there tonight, I mean, I don't know that they're going to have the starting running backs plan. I would doubt that they are. So it's going to depend a whole lot more on Jordan Love. If he were in an actual game and an actual setting, you'd be running the football. You'd be allowing them to kind of be the trendsetters, the, the statement setters for you. And if you need to make a play, you go out there and make a play. I don't know that that's going to be the case for Jordan Love tonight. I think there might be a little more riding on him because of the fact that they're probably not playing Dylan or Jones. And I'm, I don't know for a fact who's playing yet tonight or, or not. I would just assume that they're not going to play those guys. So then Patrick Taylor, Dexter Williams, how much are they going to give you out of the backfield as opposed to what you're going to have to do through the air with Jordan Love? And, I mean, this is a good opportunity to show that Dobbs and Jordan Love connection that's been good in preseason uh, in training camp so far. It's a good opportunity for that. Good opportunity for some of these tight ends to give themselves a chance to be difference makers on this football team until Robert Tunyon comes back or even when Robert Tunyon comes back. So th this is going to be an intriguing game to watch. I just want to see Jordan Love in control, though. I don't necessarily have to see everything perfect. I'd love to see his arm showcase some as well, maybe a deep down the sideline throw or something like that. But I have faith in all that stuff. I just want to see him in control. Throwing accurately, going out there, taking command at the line of scrimmage, getting in and out of the huddle, all the things that sometimes you honestly take for granted with Aaron Rodgers and all the good quarterbacks in the NFL, you take it for granted a little bit. I think we'll see that out of Jordan Love tonight. And once I see early on if he's looking comfortable, he's looking like a guy that has settled in in his third year, then we can start looking at some of the other stuff. But, I mean, it comes back to some of the basics and fundamentals. And if he's got that down, then I think we'll see a solid outing out of Jordan Love. I'm excited to see what he can look like tonight. And I'm sure he's excited as well because not only is this a chance for him to prove to other teams, for him to prove to the Green Bay Packers, that he's a worthy NFL starter, this is a chance for him to prove to himself that he's that. This is a chance for him to prove to himself that he can be the guy that he thought he could be when he got drafted in the first round. He hasn't necessarily had that chance, and the times that he's got out on the field, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as, well, he showed some promise, or you can look at it and say he played awful. That's really kind of the ways that you've looked at it so far with Jordan Love. He hasn't shown you a whole lot. Maybe he's shown the Packers more so in training camp and in practices, but in terms of on-field action that we've been able to partake in and watch, he hasn't necessarily shown a whole lot. Now is an opportunity against another opponent to kind of prove to us and prove to himself that he is a worthy NFL quarterback, and it's important for him to do that because either he's going to be the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers or he's going to be starting somewhere else next year, and the way to gain that confidence with either another organization coming to trade for him or for the Green Bay Packers, is balling out when you get opportunities, and this is a huge opportunity for him. What are you planning on doing tonight? You watching the Packers on the TV and listening on the radio like Mike is for the Brewers? You double TV in? What's the plan tonight 
for the games. 414-677-1250, 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. More of Sparky's Midday Madness comes up next here on 1250 AM, the fan. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, the fan. Toby Altizer in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. For the final time, at least until he comes back on Monday, alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios, talking with you guys about the big night tonight, Wisconsin sports. Brewers, Cardinals, first game of three out in St. Louis. Brewers a half game back of St. Louis heading into this series. Also, you got the Packers getting their preseason underway against the 49ers. Which one are you watching? Or what are you doing tonight? You checking out both? You recording both? Listening on the radio? What's the plan for tonight? 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. SMK tweets at 1250 AM, the fan. Neither, because they live in Chicago. If they could stream it, they'd watch the Packers. And that is the thing about preseason. It is very much dominated by local television market availability. Now, the beautiful thing is, for our friend SMK, NFL Network is a thing. If you do have the ability to access it, that game tonight will be on. Packers and 49ers. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. I'm excited about that. We put up a poll at Big Show Network a little bit earlier. You retweeted it from the fan account. 99 votes, and it is about as close as you can get. 51% say Packers, Niners. 49% say they're going to be watching the Brewers and the Cardinals. Oh, it just went 50-50. We've got 100 on the nose now. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Math tweets in and says 50 million people will be breaking down the Packers Third stringers to the studs and floorboards. Give me the game that counts. (laughs) Yeah, that's valid. Let's see what other tweets we have here. Mark says, anyone watching meaningless preseason games are pathetic. Go Brewers, go. That's Uh, a bit of an overreaction. I disagree with that. I think there's a lot to watch with tonight. But either way, I'm excited to watch both of these games. I'll probably end up going back and watching the Packers game again at some point before the show on Monday, doing Bart's show on Monday. But this is a big night. This is a big weekend. I'm excited to watch these Brewers games and see what exactly they look like against a quality opponent in the St. Louis Cardinals. This is the time for them to really come out and get things rolling. And I'm excited for to hear on Monday, everyone break it down, and then you break down WWE, Adam. <laughs> <sighs> Why, are you, you gotta, why, why do you got to do this? Are you really, The other day you were slamming me for esports. Now you're coming after me for an offhand remark about wrestling. Are you actually going to watch that, though? Is that something you're into? SmackDown? I have not watched an actual full episode of SmackDown probably since the one after the one that was in Milwaukee, which I went to. I watched the that one for any of the clips that might have been showing from the episode before. Since then, no, I do not actively watch it. I know Bart does. I know uh, Paul Immig enjoys it. Horvey enjoys wrestling. I know there's a lot of people around this fan family that like it, and I do as well. I used to work in the business, but no, I have not watched a full episode for quite a while. You used to wrestle? I used to do commentary. Oh, man, I was so hoping I worked that for... you would be the one that was wrestling. I have I'd taken see... bumps. Have taken I'd bumps. love to see a cage match between you and Dave and Cudahy. Well, it's funny. I actually worked for the company that Dave, a.k.a. Aesop, would wrestle in quite often, and I have called a few of his matches. That's phenomenal. I've seen what he can do. And one of the things about Dave and Cudahy that is quite impressive, he is a master at that sort of poking at your buttons, or pushing your buttons thing that good heels can do when they're in the ring. He knows exactly what to say to get a reaction out of the front row of the crowd, to get a reaction out of the person he's in the ring with. It's been very fun to it was very fun to do some of his matches. And speaking of good heels, we shouldn't really see much of Aaron Rodgers in the preseason. You like I, that segue? I thought you were gonna say something about a shoe or something. <laughs> like, are we sponsored by a cobbler company somewhere that I didn't know about? Yeah, I don't I don't think we're gonna see a whole lot of Aaron Rodgers in the preseason. He said he's not gonna play in those first two games. Do you think there's any chance we see him in that third game, Adam? I don't think there is. No. Yeah, I don't think we need to see him. The only reason that he would show up and play in that third preseason game, if he does, it'd be alarming. The reason that it'd be alarming is because he deems that they need work and they need it before week one. 
and they've got to do it in the preseason. If he feels like he has to suit up in any of these preseason games, which he's not for the first two, so that final one, then I would be a little bit concerned because that means that he doesn't think that they're ready to go. So I would guess that he's not going to go out there at any point during the preseason, and I think that's a great opportunity for Jordan Love, again, to get an extended look to see what he's going to look like for this Packers team going forward. And Gary's talked about this earlier this week. If you're a Packers fan, you should be cheering for Jordan Love to look good. Whether you're a Rodgers truther, whether you're just a Packers fan, whether you're a Packers fan that hates Aaron Rodgers, you should be cheering for Jordan Love to look good. Because even though you still have Aaron Rodgers, it's not like he's taking his job. They signed him that extension. They played him big money. There's no way that he's going to be taking Aaron Rodgers' job. So if you're a Rodgers guy, he's safe. He's fine. And then Jordan Love goes out there and looks good. Maybe you can trade him to help you out. That is one thing that I think we've all dismissed that I don't know what you could get. But would you consider it if Jordan Love looks really good in the preseason? And I mean really good. Something that a team would say, yeah, I'm going to have to go out of my way to try and trade for this dude. He's looked too good. I can't wait till next year. I can maybe bring him in and he can be my starting quarterback down the stretch of the season. Not necessarily a playoff team, but someone that could have him play half a season for him and they could choose whether to pick up that fifth-year option. Do you think there's any chance that a team would do that? And then two, do you think there's any chance that the Packers would accept a trade like that? Because Horvat talked about this earlier today on Bart's show, and I think it's a valid point, and I've considered it. I don't know that you would get this offer, but what if the Texans, again, big what if, I don't think they would, but what if the Texans looked at you and said, you know what, we're not going anywhere. We've got this guy on our team that I think could help you guys, but we see something in Jordan Love that he could be our quarterback of the future. Would you like Brandon Cooks for Jordan Love? Would you do something like that? Do you think there's any chance of something like that happening? Guess it all depends how much value they put in him being around past this season. Well, and I think the big thing is Jordan Love has to obviously come out and ball out. But the reason that you bring this up is the standard way that rookie contracts work. You have four years for sure, and then there's a fifth-year option. And you have to choose that fifth-year option, if you're going to pick it up or not, after their third season. So this will be after the, after this year. This is Jordan Love's third season. After this year, the Packers are going to have to decide if they're going to pick up that fifth-year option. If there were no money to it, they'd say, yeah, let's pick it up. But the money is going to be like over $20 million. So I don't think you can pick up that fifth-year option on Jordan Love and pay him $20 million in that fifth year when he's probably in all likelihood still just going to be the back backup if Aaron Rodgers plays out the entirety of his contract going to say that's a lot of money to give to someone who as of right now has started meaningfully one game in his career and that's why I think in reality the way that you look at Jordan Love's contract at this point it's this year and next year and that's why I thought that if they were going to trade him this was the time to do it because you could have traded him and I was thinking more so before the draft but if you're going to trade him this would be the year to do it because you trade him you give someone the option to pick up that fifth year option and so essentially they could have three years. They would for sure have two, but they could possibly have three years of Jordan Love on that rookie contract before they'd have to sign him to a new deal. Now, you could end up trading him away next offseason, but they'd only have him under contract for a year. The thing that I'd be interested to see is would the Packers be able to get a deal done like this? I don't know that they could. I don't know that Jordan Love would agree to it. Could they do a deal where they basically get him after that fourth year and they don't pay him big time until Aaron Rodgers retires. So they would pay him in that seven, eight, maybe even $10 million range somewhere in there to be the backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers over the next couple of years. And then maybe it's like a five-year deal or four-year deal or something like that where the first two, he's going to be the backup behind Aaron and then once Aaron retires, then you kick your salary up to what, like $20 million, $25 million, somewhere around there. I'd be interested if they could get something like that done. I don't, I don't know that Jordan Love and his camp would accept it. 
I, I don't know that that's a realistic possibility because at this point, Jordan Love hasn't made loads and loads of cash. I know he's a first-round pick, and in terms of comparing it to us, he has, but in terms of NFL players, he hasn't necessarily just made tons and tons of money. So he he's going to want a big deal at some point, and hitting free agency for him might be a way to do that. But if the Packers can find a way to extend him and keep him around, they could have the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers already on this roster. But I think they have him, but I don't know how the contract situation is going to work. So I'm looking up con- uh, numbers right now for backup quarterbacks and the highest paid ones in the NFL. If The list includes Trey Lance, but he's about to be the starter. Yeah, He's making $8.5 million. It also includes Baker, but he has a lot of games under his belt. Baker is going to be the starter there. So the next truest backup would be Teddy Bridgewater, now with the Dolphins, and he's making just north of $6.5 million this year. Jordan's going to want 10 at least, to be a backup if you're mm. signing him. Because there's no way. I mean, this dude was drafted as a first-round quarterback, and I think you could pay him that. The Packers actually have money right now to do these sort of things because of letting Devontae Adams walk. So they have some money if they wanted I think it's intriguing, and we've talked about this plenty, and maybe this is a conversation we can have as the preseason goes on because we'll have to see what Jordan Love looks like. I mean, ultimately, all this speculation is nice, but if Jordan Love comes out and doesn't look that great or he just looks average, doesn't matter. You need Jordan Love to come out and look like a stud quarterback, and if he does that tonight, he does that throughout the preseason, then I think these are all intriguing things to consider, but I... I, it all comes down to him actually going out on the field now and playing well. Packers know what they have in Jordan Love. They see him in practice. Other teams, if you want to draw interest from other teams, it's important to go out there and play well during the preseason because that's really their time to see him. That's really their time to evaluate him as a player is during the preseason games. They don't get to just look in Packers practice all the time. So the Packers know what they got. The league itself, I don't know if they know exactly what Jordan Love is yet. And this is a chance for him to kind of show the league, this is what I am. And that's maybe leads to a team's having interest to trade for him, whether it's at the end of this preseason or headed into next year. And I think it's important for Jordan Love to go out there and play his best football and showcase that to not only the Packers, but to everyone else. And even to himself that I'm ready to roll. Let's do this thing. And we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to watch tonight. I mean, it adds a lot of intrigue for a game that. Who knows how many starters even play for the Packers. But Jordan Love is the storyline to watch tonight. He's going to be intriguing. It's almost that thing where if Jordan Love leaves the game and he finishes at halftime, you can probably turn it off because you're probably getting to guys that probably aren't even making the roster or they're not even going to play at all for the Packers during the season. But Jordan Love is going to be the storyline for this game, and I'm excited to see what he can do. I really am. 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan will take a quick break. When we get back, Tyler Dunn joined the Wendy's Big Show a little bit earlier today, and we'll hear what he had to say with Leroy and I next here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts. Big day today. Got the Packers getting underway in the preseason. Brewers, three games set against the Cardinals getting underway tonight. Excited about all this. 
We talked with Tyler Dunn on the Wendy's Big Show a little bit earlier today. He talked about Go Long TD and what he does there, and he just recently put out a piece, came out today actually, about Kenny Clark. He talked a little bit about it here. So I want to say that, that kind of started back in January ahead of the playoff game against the 49ers. I flew out to Green Bay and spent a couple hours with Kenny at his home right in De Pere. And, you know, that, that conversation was more about, you know, everything off the field he's been through in terms of his dad getting thrown into prison, you know, basically for a murder, he insists he did not commit. You know, Kenny's a little kid, seeing his dad get taken away. It, it kind of left scars that took years to heal. And at that moment, he was just kind of figuring out how it all made him. And, and, and as a person, as a player, all of that. So we caught up again ahead of training camp, and this time we just talked all about football. I think it's kind of an extension of that journey of self-discovery, whatever you want to call it. But as a football player, I, he, he is determined to just take this, this leap, this next step into all-time status. Right? I, I think that he's driven to be an all-time great as a nose tackle, as a defensive tackle, as just a general player in this game. And he details you know, in, in just incredible detail how he's doing it from a keto diet to doing Pilates to mm-hmm. just mentally trying to put himself in that stratosphere of like, yeah, I'm better than Aaron Donald. Yeah, I'm better than Cameron Hayward, any of these guys. And, and that's what Green Bay needs, right? I mean, it's not just some guy willy-nilly declaring himself the best. This is a team that needs to win with defense. Like <laughs> You lose Devontae Adams, and I love what Brian Gutekunst with Matt LaFleur everybody did instead of chasing that instead of trying to find that replacement you lean into what you are best at you find a new identity you're, you're going to win with defense and it feels like this team is on the cusp of going from good to great I think the personnel is there the scheme is there the experience is there and in Kenny Clark you've got like the leader the voice to elevate into that top three top one stratosphere which since 1967, Green Bay's had the number one defense once, and it was Leroy's team in 96. They think that they can do that this year. Well, Leroy, do you think they can do that? Well, I'll tell you what, you have the personnel to do it. Because, uh, and how are you doing, Tyler? Tyler's my guy. Congrats, full, full Leroy. Yeah, thanks Congrats, a lot. Congrats, brother. I appreciate that. Um, I want to stay on Kenny Clark for a second, because you're right about the defense. And for some reason, uh, when you do these one-on-ones these players like you did with MVS, I always learn something new. That would make your journalistic is that a word? Journalistic journalistic, skill? yeah. Yeah, yeah. we just create a word. That's very good. And he doesn't get the headline he deserves. Cause we had a I had a conversation with Warren Sapp. That's my guy. We Warren Sapp to me, we're on the same page when we talk about impact. Now, he's to me, once you're a gold jacket, as you know, you're you're all goats. So to me, the first step is what we talk about. Warren Sapp had one of the best first steps of all time. Aaron Donald, first step, hands of all time. Howie Long, to me, is platinum. And then, you know, we're in the room with all the other gold jacks. I said, what about 97, cuz? Who? 97. Oh, well, you know, he's going to be all right. Sap, no, that's Roy Lee's boy, Skinny Clark, man. That that kid is, they was, you know, some of the players were like, okay, I'm going to start watching him a little bit. So he's on that level now of being the guy that can dominate the defense. And I think uh, Quay Walker's going to benefit. And I also think 59's going to benefit. But mm-hmm. – and the reason why, and my question is, do you think he can handle the pressure of that? Because he's such a great young man on and off the field. Do you think he can handle the all the glamour that's going to come with being one of the top tackles in the world? I really think so. I, I think he is embracing the pressure that comes with declaring yourself the best of the best, as yes. he did in our conversation, right? Like he... He, he he said it not once, not twice. I want to say three or four times. And I think by kind of verbalizing it, by putting it out there, he wants all the smoke that comes with that. Ooh, right? He knows ooh. the other guys. <laughs> he knows Aaron Donald and DeForest Buckner yes, and uh, yes. Cameron Hayward. You know, 
Chris Jones, all these guys. I mean, there's a lot of D tackles who get more love than him. But I think Kenny's uh, point is like, how many how many guys are playing the nose and swallowing two blockers and you know taking those two blockers and pushing them back right. and making plays, right? And getting four, five, six sacks. And when he watched the film, you know, he he saw a lot of sacks that got away, a lot of plays that got away. And and that's kind of what what he's trying to do is with with that split second that he was away from getting a sack or a big play. How do you, how do you make up for that split second? And that's where you shed 15 pounds. He, he, he finished last season about 320, and he said he's going to start 305 and try to stay at 305 this season. And it's right. It's, it's, it's so funny talking to him. And he got into this in the story. He's like, you know, you live in Wisconsin and it gets cold. You tend to eat a little more, drink That's a little right. more. Like That's it's, right. And I said, I can relate. <laughs> That's, me too. <laughs> By the end of the season, I'm like stepping on the scale. It's like, holy crap, what the hell happened here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I was down at Fox Harbor with my buddies, you know, maybe drinking a little too much. But uh, that is just, it's just life. It gets cold. It doesn't thaw out till May or June. And I think the players are no different. So he's just way more disciplined than he's ever been in his life with his diet. And he's way more determined mentally with his approach to the game. I, I think that he's ready to really elevate. And look who's next to him, Leroy. I mean, you got Jerron Reed. You've got uh, Devontae Wyatt. You've got some talent now where yep. he's going to be singled up more often, I would think. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing about it. Um, because I remember, and I, still, and I still got my subscription, by the way, to go long. I just want to let people know that. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. We love it. We love it. Because it's it's always good. And I really enjoyed the Bob McGinn stuff for last year. But I want to move to the offense a little bit because, you know, Christian Watson was on the PUP. You know, Sammy Watkins, who I'm a big fan of. I hope he can get back to track. So I think it's going to – I wouldn't say force Aaron Rodgers to spread the ball around. I think Aaron Rodgers understands he he has to spread the ball around. But they're going to see more two-back sets. Well, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, a lot of ball control. They're going to try to do that. But my question is, what are you expecting? Did you ask Did you ask him about Jordan Love? No. I I, okay, because I want to ask about Jordan Love. What are you expecting from him? We know what Aaron can do because he's not going to play in preseason. What are you expecting from Jordan Love in this third year? Now he has a different offensive coordinator and a different quarterbacks coach in Tom Clements. I mean, I, I thought that Aaron Rodgers and, and Matt LaFleur put it perfectly. I, he just seems from afar to be way more decisive, and it kind of starts with your, with your footwork. It starts from you know, your feet up, and, and if you've got that kind of figured out, everything else comes easy. And it was all the other stuff, I think, that was there all along. You know, at Utah State, I mean, I've talked to his coaches there, teammates there. I mean, the plays he would make improvisational-wise on the run, outside of the pocket, throwing at just insane arm angles like he, he had all that so if you can figure out the timing and the fundamentals of everything else right like from the waist down to just know okay one two three the ball's got to get out and it's all there it's been there all along I mean that's why they drafted him in the first round is you just don't see quarterbacks that are, are gifted physically like Jordan Love and I think they knew it was a project all along and hey if there's one benefit to uh not him not playing as much as he'd probably like to play. It's, it's, he can just kind of come along slowly. Now you have to see it in the game. I mean, it's one thing to do it in practice. Uh, I think they're going to definitely want to see, obviously, improvement from what he yeah. did last year, which it, it wasn't nearly as apocalyptic as some folks made it out to be. I mean, God, Troy Aikman calling the game. He, he would have thought it was like a natu- natural disaster, that Chiefs game. I don't think it was that bad, but you definitely will want to see more. And um, yeah, I mean, this is this is the Jordan this is Jordan Love Super Bowl, right? I mean, they, they they hope they don't see him again, but this is your chance to see if he is ready to start next year if he has to. Right. Talking with Tyler Dunn from Go Long TD here on the Wendy's Big Show. This offense, and you mentioned a little bit at the start of your article talking about Kenny Clark. This offense is going to look very different without Devonte Adams. Very different. <laughs> How do you think it's going to end up shaking out? Is it going to be more running backs? Are we going to see mm-hmm. some of these rookie wide receivers step up? How do you see this offense looking this year? Well, I think identity-wise, it is the shift that had to happen. I mean, how long are you going to bang your head against the wall doing what you've always done? I mean, since they won the Super Bowl, but can't take that away from Green Bay, obviously, but since 2010, 
you're going on what 11, 12 years of playing. You know, it's 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 kind of through the prism of your passing game and the offense and outscoring teams and you know special teams is kind of shoved to the back burner. Defense is kind of shoved to the back burner. And I've I've talked to players on some of those Mike McCarthy teams who really thought that the head coach. Yeah, you know, just just didn't really emphasize defense like he should have in training camp, and it seemed like his eyeballs were always on the offense, and maybe things were a little too finesse, too soft, and the personnel reflected that. Um, they they were just trying to kind of force turnovers to get by and win these games, and that catches up to you. I mean, you're talking now since 2018, six first round picks on defense. Yeah, you're talking about big big name signings in free agency, uh, street free agents like Rasul Douglas that you hit the jackpot on. This has been multiple years in the making where you can win a 21 to 17 game. And I think they're built to win that now. And you finally paid up for a really good coach on special teams and you're not just trying to get by there. And uh, it just comes down to, I think, I think Aaron Rodgers will buy in. He's a smart guy, but you know, you might just have to punt sometimes and you might just have to, when Matt floor calls a running play, stick with that running play. Cause AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, be the best one, two punch in the league. And no, it's okay for drives to end kicks, and you just try to win a little more ball control type of game. It feels weird to say it that way. We've never talked that way about the Green Bay Packers, but they're built. They're built now to win with defensive football, you know, and low-scoring games, and I, I think that's a good thing because everything else hasn't really worked the last decade. Oh, uh, real quick before we let you go, I, I've been t- Matt Lafleur is one of the best, co- probably the best coach in the regular season the last three years, thirty-nine and ten. But you know they judge these guys based on Super Bowls. His, you know, his group of guys, um, Kyle Shanahan and McVay. These guys went to Super Bowls, so that's the only thing missing. So people want to know what, how can they get to a Super Bowl? And one thing, what we did back in the uh, mid '90s with Holmgren on Fridays, we kept it competitive. First, first offense, first defense, the whole practice. So we look forward. We did that after week 11. So when we got in the playoffs, it propelled us to a Super Bowl. What do you think they need to change, in your opinion, to try to get to that next level? Ooh, I like that. I like that idea. You know, and we, we talked uh, for that tight end book I was working on, Leroy. That was something that uh, the Saints did with Sean Payton, too, on Fridays. You know, it was one-on-one. I think it was only like six or seven plays. But even that – it reached a level of intensity and volatility where the offense and defense wanted to kill each other. Some of that stuff's good. I think you need some of that stuff. It just seems like too often the Packers are kind of, kind of limping into the playoffs for one reason or another. And just something's off. I I don't know. I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm all in for that idea. Anything that kind of has the energy up. I mean, even the playoff game against San Francisco at Lambeau field, it just, even players said this, it felt, it felt lethargic. It felt, sluggish it they just didn't have that intensity so anything you can do to just raise the level of intensity is going to help and I, I think thinking about this team through the lens of the defense is is going to help you one way or another because you've got some guys on that side of the ball that want to take your head off and when's the last time we said that about Green Bay so you heard from Tyler Dunn from golongtd.com he joined us a little bit earlier on the Wendy's Big Show a lot of fun talking with him talking Packers football again which is always good Joining us now, he's going to do the Fan Afternoon Show. You've heard from him all week long. One more day today, Scott Grodsky from CBS 58. Scott, what's going on, man? Not too much. One more day. It's kind of weird. Sort of flew by. Yeah, it does fly by sometimes. Yeah. How's three, it been? Three hours goes real fast when you're on the radio. And it's it's uh, really wild how three hours to four hours feels like an eternity. Like Does three it? hours in the afternoon is fine. Then but I do four, four hours in the morning. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, the morning would be the eternity for me. There's no, <laughs> uh, I, I would do 10 hours right now before I would do one hour on Bart's shift. Yeah, three hours is just, it's like the perfect amount. So yeah. I understand, like, we make fun of Rami all the time for it and why he chose three hours. It's like the perfect time slot. Yeah. So. Perfect for him. No, it it, uh, it was nice. It would have been nice to have a little bit more going on this week, uh, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Last week was the trade. The, the last two times uh, Kevin Holden, my coworker at Fifty Eight, uh, has hosted was the Hater trade and the like. The day that Bobby Portis, Joe Ingles, uh, Pat Connaughton, all that stuff happened. I would have liked one of those things to happen. <laughs> uh, I think the only time we read our, our the breaking news was Enrique Gumbawale is out for the first week of the uh, okay, WNBA yeah. playoffs. Um, so I, I would have liked to have a little more news. Uh, maybe a couple more Brewers games as opposed yeah, to just going the days on. off. 
that we had on what Monday and Thursday were days off, and Wednesday was an early game. So I don't know. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun hearing from you. It's been fun having you on here. I don't know exactly what's going on for the rest of this time, but it's been fun talking with you. And uh, one final day, what you got coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show today? Uh, coming up today, we're still doing a little Brewers, a little Packers. Game day, finally, for both of these teams. Important game day, obviously, for both of these teams. We'll be starting out Brewers, talking Brewers-Cardinals, where they rank among the National League contenders. We'll be joined by Craig Kashan of uh, Bally Sports, almost at Fox Sports Wisconsin there. Bally Sports Wisconsin <laughs> uh, will be joining us at 3.30 uh, moving on to uh, football a little bit later with Peter Bukowski joining us at 5, and Stephanie Sutton of uh, WISN will be joining us at 5.30. So busy show. Yeah, excited. I'm I'm just excited that we have football to break down. We don't have to worry about the speculation anymore, looking at training camp videos and all, all the beat writers doing their thing. Now we actually get some film to look at. We can yeah, watch a no, game. We, we can actually watch it instead of all just looking at, you know, when it's uh, Schneiderman, Domofsky, Ryan Wood all putting out the same version <laughs> of uh, Jordan Love slightly underthrows ball. Romeo Dobbs mm-hmm. makes great catch 40 yards down the field. You can see that now. Yeah, now so we can tweet nice. that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is. We want to make sure that instead of having like seven people tweeting that out, we want seven. Yeah, you can check that out at Scott Grotsky at Toby underscore Altizer. We'll tweet out the same things every time tonight. Yeah, no, we both. Both have uh, two creative Twitter handles too. <laughs> yeah, you had to do the underscore. Did someone else beat uh, you to it? No, I don't know why I did that. I okay. well, so just so There's what? My... Scott Grotsky in Massachusetts who beats me to stuff sometimes, but I got him on Twitter. So, so I had to change mine because it used to be Go Skins Thirty. Okay, for the Washington. Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to change it. Obviously, yeah. it would be a little more. Um, well, I know, I know Kevin is like three, two, one Q Kevin because some guy in like Australia who hasn't tweeted in fifteen years has his name. <laughs> So I, I was I was very happy I was able to get the uh, the official at Scott. Yeah, Krotsky. the official, the blue check mark, everything you need, Scott. Uh, the blue check mark took time, man. Yeah, that that, that thing we took need to time. get some of those. Sam went with a double underscore with his at okay. Sam double underscore. Okay. He's got a more common name, I imagine. I imagine that was a, a force. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I figured. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.